0: Which two? You know the two.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright everybody, welcome to Just Catching Up, episode 16 probably. That sounds right. <laughs> Today I'm joined by the usual Garrett Robinson Hello. and special guest Haley Sabinski. Future Robinson, unless she doesn't want to take his last name because it's not cool. but this episode is a bonus episode for my psych class so dr robinson if if you're listening which you should be hopefully give me a good grade (laughs) Um, he's a good kid he deserves (laughs) a good grade we're gonna be talking about microaggressions so I'll hand it off to you guys to kind of explain what you guys think or what you guys know about microaggressions. And then we can go from there.
2: Yeah. So what I learned a microaggression is it's um, like a it could be like a action or it could be a phrase where you are basically demeaning someone or you are uh playing towards like a stereotype about them and this it could be unintentional or intentional Um, it's hard to describe and I uh, how how would you describe uh, or define a microaggression Haley?
1: I think a microaggression is something that you normally don't think about I think it's usually unintentional and I think it's something that someone does and I don't. It sometimes demeans them, but oftentimes she, they think they're maybe doing something. <laughs> uh, tech, technology issues. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think that they're doing something, and sometimes they think they're helping. Like, um, like when sometimes when men offer to help women I think that's a a prime example of it and there's like things that it implies so it's these actions that people do that implies other things like maybe that you can't do it for yourself so I think it's often unintentional but it can Mm -hmm. be really problematic
2: right now John do you how would you just define a microaggression
0: I From what I thought, what I knew about it before I looked it up was that it was just something you say or do that someone takes offense to that you had no, but you had no intention of being offensive to that person Mm -hmm. was basically my understanding of it, Right. which I think is pretty close. I guess I'll look up the real definition, (laughs) which I think we covered what it it is. So, um, right.
1: It's like it it happens all the time and people don't realize it. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Like uh, I think definitely some of the more common ones are like based on like men like wanting to help women or like uh, like asking like or assuming that they need help in situations that uh, like that they're fine. Um, That's like kind of the most common one that I can think of.
1: Um, yeah. There's a lot of, like, race ones, too, that come into play, like, um, for, I think you said Dr. Robinson, that's yeah. <laughs> your teacher's name, so um I'm a TESOL student, so I think a lot about different cultures when I think of microaggressions, and um, there's a lot of race things that come into play, or ethnicities, like when you... Um, when you ask someone like where they're from, I consider that a microaggression because you're asking it when you don't know someone based on maybe what they look like. Yeah. So um, I think that's a common common one. You're assuming like they're not American right. or things like that.
2: Right. When they could have, they they could be live in America. Their parents could have both been born in America. Like longer like, than longer than you. You either. or any
1: other white
0: person for example right. all right yeah so haley is a graduate student future educator have you guys talked about like microaggressions in like the classrooms or anything or is it mostly just like cult- cultural uh sensitivity or whatever it's called i forgot what it's, what's the official term Cultural uh
1: cultural responsive yeah, pedagogy yeah, yeah. we talk a lot about that but i think microaggressions We talked about more in the beginning of my program, now that I'm near the end. Um, We talk about more how to be culturally responsive, which ties into microaggressions, but instead of the focus on being, don't do this, it's do this. To help. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think it's something that you have to acknowledge and it ties into your biases and you need to recognize that. Uh, we probably all do it without realizing or have done it in some way or, or another and recognizing that is kind of the first step to be able to overcome that and then develop that like anti-racist or culturally responsive classroom.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I think in like the media where you see it the most, is like, isn't like The Office, like Michael Scott, obviously it's like kind of like a bit of the show, like he'll say stuff that are offensive to others but he isn't aware that he's being offensive
2: right i would yeah that's a really good example that's like probably like the best (laughs) yeah like like,
0: the best example like that i that i thought of which i think i don't know in a way like if you're watching you're like oh he's being really offensive but also like the other side they'll be like it's kind of like some people might be like oh it's all right to be like that because it's funny or They'll see it and they'll have those biases without realizing it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, th- I think showing clips like that is a good way to teach, like, for example, high schoolers about microaggression. I think it's it's something to look at. And and the fact that it's so present in things, even like shows like that and people mock it, kind of shows that it really is everywhere and it's just embedded in the culture that we, we are accepting Accepted of it. Like, we're fine with that as a society, which is why it's present in all things like that, like in shows.
2: Right. And it's like, I don't know if you can say it's different when it's like comedy versus real life. So it's also like, where is the line drawn? And like, just because it's in comedy d- does not mean it's okay in real life. And yeah, I
1: think the key there is that it's that's comedy based on real life. Right. So. They're making fun of the fact, in my opinion, that it happens so often.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Ice cube under me now. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think going off that kind of, since we were talking about the media, we could talk about, like, social domain theory, (laughs) since (laughs) people construct their knowledge from society and people develop those biases from society so i thought that was probably the best theory for the sake of this project to relate microaggressions to
2: Mm -hmm. and i would say that the first thing i think of when i think of that is uh how we're influenced by like uh how we grow up in our households and Mm -hmm. stuff if you have parents that are acting a certain way it's very likely that you're just going to carry on those traits and uh, f- like they could be good traits, they could be bad traits, but you wouldn't even know if they are good or bad because that's just what you grew up in the environment you grew up in, you know?
0: Yeah. Like if someone grew up in like, like an old school American family, like usually the household is led by the male right. in that family and the women are seen as a little less capable, which obviously isn't true, but that's what some people have grown up learning and that's some of their beliefs that they carry on into adulthood right
1: yeah i think it's just like the perpetuation of it and um that a lot of people don't realize that they have those biases or that they are um doing microaggressions because of that where they grow up and um not to bring in the teesol world too much but since that's kind of where um, my expertise is I think that that relates kind of to your effective filter. So that's how students um, kind of see the world around them based on um, different social factors related to the social um, domain theory. So um, creating those environments and those filters where um, students can be critical of the things that they are used to seeing. And that kind of needs to happen before they can even begin to recognize microaggressions. So teaching kids that you have to set up the environment where you have that open space where they can kind of talk through these things and um, begin to break down kind of the systematic um, aspects of this we have going on. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: That's a good analysis. <laughs>
1: I feel like I'm in class right now. so. This is <laughs> You're good at
0: this. You're good at this.
1: <clears throat> um, have you ever sh- experienced any microaggressions, John?
0: Towards me, not really. I guess. <laughs> All right, so I didn't get offended by this, but I thought it was kind of funny that it happened. So in a way, it wasn't really aggressive, but right. other people could see that. That weren't me if like it was said to them that they'd be like all right that was kind of offensive but so i am a assistant coach for the bishop carney baseball team and one of the players was like oh where do you go to school like fisher's like what do you study like math and i was like no uh, (laughs) biology and then some people well i think in that case like you could associate that saying that like math to like my race because i'm asian Mm mm-hmm so, like, oh, Asian people are good at math. They're probably studying math. Right. So, like, that probably could be seen as a microaggression, but...
1: Yeah, I think that could be. Definitely.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: And that's what I mean. Like, a lot of people relate it to, like, between, um like, genders, but it goes, like, all over the place, and, and it relates to, like, the intersectionality of all these different things. Like, microaggressions aren't just one through one different strand or in one group of people. Like, Mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of things that intersect. Like, a lot of microaggressions happen with um, students whose English is not their first language, but also have um, learning disabilities. And that's something I've learned a lot about. And there's a lot of microaggressions that come into play with that as well. Or, like, misunderstood or misdiagnoses and things like that
0: what would be like one for like, just like an example for like for a student that English is in their first language and like there's another student that maybe isn't aware that.
1: They're yeah. Still um, I'm trying to language. think of some that I've seen in the classroom. Um, I've definitely, I had a student last week um, cause I'm teaching in the city and uh I was working with one student who has a low um, English proficiency, specifically in reading, and um, this another student. I was like working with the student a lot, and a, a student next to them was like, "Oh well, they don't understand what you're saying, and they they can't do this this activity," and it was like simply because they knew that that student English was not their first language so they kind of assumed that they couldn't do it and they were talking to me and then this student kinda shut down so I don't know if that's more of aggression or a microaggression because I don't think the student necessarily meant any harm by it um because they kept talking to me about how they wanted um, to kinda help this student but I, I would see that as a microaggression assuming that whatever I was doing with the student was impossible for the student to do simply because English is not their first language so
2: yeah like going on with the making like those assumptions and how they they might not know that they're making those assumptions but they are internally and
1: well is I had a student that um, <coughs> is not white and Uh, Another teacher that doesn't know my my students. um, This is a student that was in the class I was working with, but is not a an English language learner, and they assumed that kid was my student to work with, because that student was in that class and was not white. So this student had a learning disability. That's why they were in this um, standalone class, but they are not white, and so they were like, oh, like go with your teacher, and that's not my student. English is his first language. Um, So, I would kind of consider that a microaggression because they're basing all of that off of, like, the skin color. So, that's just a way where I feel like that kind of intersects.
0: Yeah, that that was a good example. So, I don't know when the recording stopped, but it was paused for a little bit at, like, the 14-minute mark. But I did did catch that last – we did catch that last –
1: I can go back and say whatever I was saying. If you yeah, know.
2: we should stop and then listen to what we have.
1: Java, I think driving I me nuts. Didn't
0: hear what Garrett was saying. But we can see right All right, Evan, I'd say like a differing perspective on this would just be that people think that it's okay to say whatever microaggression that they're saying is because they were like raised to be i don't know like be the way they are i don't know they don't know otherwise yeah they don't know otherwise they
1: often they don't know that they're even saying a microaggression like to them they are speaking normal so how can you it's hard to like acknowledge that it's a microaggression if you don't even nothing of what you're saying stands out to you in that way and
0: they would justify saying what they're saying because they're not trying to be offensive even if they are being offensive
2: Right, and they don't know the extent of what they are saying could mean to other people.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, the implications.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Scene. All right. (laughs) So basically, microaggressions are an issue that needs to be talked about in order for them to stop happening. Goodbye. And also, we had some technical difficulties that the recording cut during a part portion of the recording so we might have lost some stuff but i think we got most of what we needed to cover covered <laughs> goodbye
1: Chow, you picked the worst time